0: U.S. Supreme Court handing Donald Trump something of a win today, rejecting the special counsel's request to urgently decide the issue of presidential immunity, that is, whether Donald Trump has immunity for any alleged crimes he committed while he was president. Joining us now to discuss, conservative attorney uh, George Conway. Uh, who we should note for full disclosure reasons, is not a particular fan of Donald Trump. No. Um, So what is your reaction to the U.S. Supreme Court decision?
1: Well, I want to issue a correction um, from your opening and and from something you said at the the end of the last segment that this was a big win for Donald Trump. No.
0: I don't think it's a big win. I don't think it's a big deal. That's not a correction so much as a disagreement. A disagreement. A A, a
1: friendly disagreement. I, I think it's not a big deal because I don't think it's going to affect the schedule that much. And I think it actually shows the, uh, likely, I think it shows the weakness of Donald Trump's immunity claim. And I say that as somebody, as, as Norm Eisen pointed out in the green room to me, I'm the only person in in the universe who ever won, uh, wrote a brief that won a Supreme Court uh, immunity case for a president against the president. That was um, against, Bill, nothing. against Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, Clinton yes. Paula Jones, yeah. And so the, and I can go through the, how this works. I mean, we've got the D.C. Circuit who has, which has acted really, really, really fast in prior appeals, they've set this, case down for argument on January 9th I would not be surprised that if we saw a decision from them in a matter of days really and yes I think I, I, if I were um, that if I were on that panel and I were the presiding judge I'd be writing the opinion now because I just don't think I just don't think there's anything there to the claims that Trump has been making I mean there's just I mean I could go into that but we don't have time but the, and, and so I think this, this case will be disposed of in the intermediate appellate court by the middle of January, by the third week in January at the latest. And I think at that point, the, the stay, I mean, if the mandate issues, a, a technical word, uh, or they, they could just, li- the stay will lift and, and they can immediately start proceeding toward trial uh, in the district court. In March? As soon
0: as March? As soon as March.
1: And what will happen at that point is that the onus will shift to Donald Trump and his lawyers to go to the Supreme Court, go to the circuit justice, Justice Roberts or the entire court and say, stop this, stop this train now. So all of a sudden you're going to see reversal and, and Trump's going to say, you've got to move fast. You've got to move fast. And at that point, the Supreme Court, they could stay the case. They could grant certiorari, but they're gonna hear the case pretty quickly too. And even if they heard the case and and, and had an argument in February or March, they could still decide this case by April or May, or even June, and this case could still get tried in the summer. But there's another possibility that I wouldn't discount, Mm -hmm. which is this case is so meritless that the Supreme Court just decide, we're not gonna hear it right now. We're gonna deny cert. And I
0: know, you know, Jack- Meritless because- your argument is there's, there's no way that what he was doing in trying to overturn the election right. was in the course Correct. of the presidential Correct. And,
1: and there's no, the, the cases he relies on are civil cases and that just does not carry on over to immunize a president from committing crimes against the very country that he's sworn to uphold the laws of. But to go back to the point is they could easily just decide, oh, well, he got his, he got his crack in the court of appeals. We're not going to hear this case now. And what will happen is he'll still get a chance to go to the Supreme Court, but after he's convicted. And so, you know, like every other criminal who's convicted in in the United States District Court, he can have his arguments heard, um, the immunity argument and any other argument, after he's convicted and sentenced.
0: I want to also ask you about this uh, Michigan story. The Detroit News uh, reviewed a tape of a call, uh, part of the tape, of a call from November 2020 Trump and Ronna McDaniel uh, from the RNC were were allegedly, according to this reporter who heard part of the tape, uh, pressuring local officials to not sign the certification of the Wayne County vote. Wayne County, the biggest, most populous county in Michigan. It's where Detroit, is. Trump reportedly said on this call, quote, we've got to fight for our country. We can't let these people take our country away from us. And the two Wayne County canvassers went back, and even though they had voted to certify the election, they said, we're not gonna sign the certification. Uh, The rest of the board said, it doesn't matter if you're gonna sign it, you already voted that way. Who cares? Uh, As far as Michigan is concerned, this wasn't an official disruption of the election because they got there a little too late. Um, But that doesn't mean that Jack Smith might not try to find this tape if if it exists and use it to his ends, right? Yeah, I think it shows.
1: I mean, I think it's consistent with the criminal conspiracy and the criminal intent that Jack Smith is going to be trying to prove uh, here in, in the District of Columbia. And I also think it's consistent with the conspiracy that's been alleged against all of the defendants in Fulton County, Georgia. And um, I don't think it necessarily has to be prosecuted itself as a separate crime. Um, and there may be a problem with that because of the fact that, as as you point out, The certifications had already the the approval had already been granted. They had they no longer these people no longer had the power to take it back. So that would present present a legal obstacle. That being said, this was enormously enormously corrupt. The the desire to pressure uh, state officials who have a sworn duty to uphold the law to violate their oaths if they can, and I mean you know it's look it's it's of a piece for Donald Trump. I mean Donald Trump has done that many, many times in many, many situations. And I have to say this as, as a former member of the Republican Party, I mean, for a political party chairman to participate in this, I mean, any normal decent party would fire a, 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 an official that did what Ronna Romney McDaniel did. You know, this woman who according changed the, her name for Trump. Um, according it's just to the outrageous. Detroit News,
0: yeah. A Michigan law enforcement official told me, quote, to try and make this into a crime would be a stretch based on the information in the Detroit News article and assuming more information doesn't come out. None of which means this wasn't unethical, egregious, and grotesque, unquote. All uh, Check, check, and check. I totally agree with that.